The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to our May 2019 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the biggest trends behind some of the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, the director of Search Metrics' services. Tyson manages our SEO content and client success organizations, and outside of shepherding Search Metrics' largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, He's also dug through the search metrics suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's our monthly sit down with Search Metrics' Director of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Excited to do a winners and losers episode with you. Excellent. Thanks, Ben. So we're sort of trending here in the middle of the month, and my understanding, coming off of the the big tidal wave of the Google algorithm change that affected the last two months, things are are relatively stable. So, you know, what do you want to talk about this month? Yeah, I think you know, looking across you know a lot of the big players online and kind of seeing how their performance has been trending. This month was very much kind of a, I would say, more of a common month. A little more consistency as far as the, who we're seeing in the winners and losers category. So I think definitely, as you mentioned, the calm of the storm afterwards. And again, seeing a little bit more normal behavior of some of the market fluctuations that we see. And yeah, for this month, thought... You know, summer's summer's here, summer's coming in. What better way than talk about how, you know, people kill time and avoid uh, 
getting outside during these uh, nice summer months. <laughs> so now that things are back to normal, we want to educate you SEOs on how you can waste some time on the internet and also help you understand who in the SEO community is doing the same thing. So we're going to talk about a couple different ways that people are entertaining themselves using the internet. And we're going to start with traditional media properties. And by that, I mean some of the biggest names in the media and publishing industry, which could be television stations. They could be, you know, traditional newspapers. Tyson, talk to me about who's making waves in the traditional media space and what did you see in terms of winners and losers for this month? Yeah. And I mean, I guess one other point, I wouldn't say in SEO, it's not it's not wasting time online. It's more, it's doing market research online. So it's it's never a wasted moment uh, when you're inside the SEO community in that sense. I see what you did there. And I think you're lying to us, but go on. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah. So looking, you know, starting out looking at kind of like the newspaper industry. And I mean, obviously, this has been an industry that's evolved from kind of like the traditional print. You have the broadcast media. And a lot of these companies over the last, you know, let's say 10 years have made the investment and push the obvious one to, you know, the spend and kind of their presence in digital. So although this isn't kind of like a new space or it's not like, hey, these companies are going online or anything like that, we are seeing some shifts and kind of some market share swings when we're looking at some of the big players. So the first one we want to talk about is you know, probably one of the largest newspapers, uh, definitely in the US and, and probably up there in the world in that sense, but New York Times. So this is a site that or a, you know, a company that I think everyone's familiar with. When you look back over the last couple of years, um, this has been a website that's been the clear kind of market leader from a search presence. And what we've seen is over the course, especially with the last 12 months, a decreasing performance where they used to have almost uh, like a 50% gap. And, and as far as like overall visibility, almost a 2 million point spread between them and their nearest competitors in the media space. And over the last few months, we've seen that gap been closed. So from kind of a decline of performance, have New York Times on that list. If we're talking in like a 30-day window lens, you know, relatively stable. But when you kind of zoom out, you see that loss of market share. And the website that's really kind of threatening them the most, or we've seen the most movement during like that six-month span, has been uh, CNN. As CNN, they, looking over that same trend, they basically have just reversed it where the same loss that we've seen in the New York Times kind of presence, CNN has been linking together a few wins over the last several months. And they've actually at one point surpassed New York Times as being the market leader in the visibility score. And now they're just slightly below. So they took a little bit of a hit three weeks ago, but they're still neck and neck with New York Times. And when you zoom out 12 months back, you had about a 2 million point spread between these two sites. So when we zoom out, there was a, a pretty significant gap in terms of visibility score between New York Times and CNN, 2 million points uh, roughly a year ago. And CNN essentially picked up a million points and the New York Times roughly lost an equivalent amount. Talk to me about some of the other players. Now that we have those two mega properties, you know, 
kind of going towards each other in terms of being the biggest traditional media properties. What's happened to the rest of the industry? Yeah. And I think like those ones are definitely the clear kind of one and two. And there's a pretty, a pretty large gap when you move to kind of like the next tier of competitors in this space. A couple interesting ones to kind of call out. One, The Guardian. The Guardian, six months back, was basically right neck and neck with CNN. And they saw a pretty significant decline dating back to kind of beginning of March. So this was actually their decline started prior to the March 12th algorithm update. And they had a pretty rough couple of weeks and then have just kind of been staying stagnant. But they went from one time being above CNN to now having almost a million point spread as well between the two. Yeah, I think of this as uh, the equivalent of, the, of what's happening here is the, the middle class is basically evaporated when we look at the traditional media properties. You now have CNN and New York Times clearly separating themselves from the rest of the pack and the guardians of the world have decreased down to some of the other properties. I know Fox News is there as well. And there's a couple of their properties where the Guardian, Fox, and some other players are sort of all lumped together down at the roughly was a 1 million invisibility. Yeah, I would, I would say there's really like three strong players in that second tier where you have US News, USA Today, and The Guardian, which are all you know relatively close. And then that top tier again, CNN and the New York Times. And then actually a, a bit of a drop down below that, you have Fox News and MSN. And they're kind of just below that 1 million mark and kind of kind of struggling to keep in the game from an SEO presence. One that's a positive kind of win. And when you look at all these websites and their visibility performance kind of over time, especially in like a year lens... U.S. news appears to be pretty stagnant and stable. But then if you look at just their domain as a whole, and this is an industry that's been relatively volatile given kind of like the nature and fluctuating demands and, you know, urgency of time to article. And what you see with U.S. news is one, you see a lot of stability with them and then incremental growth. So they've actually had and to kind of call out, they've really almost 12 months, they've been on a positive trajectory. It has not been huge swings. But what I really like about like their performance is the consistency of it in a very volatile industry. And just little by little kind of linking again together these like consecutive weeks of positive performance and keeping that where you know, before when the other websites were a lot higher and they took their hits, you know, they weren't 12 months ago in the same kind of category of like a second tier in this space. And really from this like consistency, they've definitely kind of like solidified themselves in that second group. So two clear classes in the traditional media properties with New York Times and CNN running at the front of the pack and heading opposite directions. And then there's a quagmire of other media properties that have sort of bunched up together around the 1 million visibility points and U.S. news has crept into that as well. Talk to me about some of the other ways that people are entertaining themselves on the internet. Let's take a look at the social platforms. What are you seeing in in the social media consumption space? Yeah. And so in the social media space, this is another space that has the potential to have some significant volatility in it. You know, this is 
primarily user-generated type content. So they have that advantage and curse, if you will, where with user-generated content, you have such great opportunity in the, the size and scale that you can cover. But then you also have points of quality. So the large social players, I think, are interesting in that standpoint. You have a lot of presence that they've kind of captured as far as like uh, brand terms where we've seen a lot of e-commerce sites losing out on queries that they maybe used to be ranking for, used to be ranking well for different brands that they sell and carry. And you've seen kind of this rise in social presence. But when you kind of really dig in and looking at these social websites in isolation, one, you have the same kind of class separation, if you will, or gaps of performance, which is pretty, pretty drastic, especially when I think a lot of people think that some of these, you know, players are all very similar from like their, you know, magnitude and size. But there's definitely some really big gaps that we see from this. So it's, it's no real surprise that if we're talking about, you know, who the overall number one is, and I guess, you know, a little bit debatable of if they're in a social category or in a video kind of category, but YouTube is just head and shoulders above anyone else in this space. And they're one of the largest websites online as far as their organic um, search presence. And really just a little bit behind Wikipedia, which you know just covers the board with overall presence. So when you look at YouTube, especially in kind of like a 12-month lens, they had kind of roughly around, you know, let's say 10 to 12 months ago, a huge increase. So really substantial growth. They went from 30 million up to 45 million, and then had kind of had some meandering performance in there. In a four-month lens, they've had pretty good growth as well, where week over week, they're putting up low single-digit percentage growth. Last couple weeks, there has been some softening where they've given up some market share. But when you throw in the next largest social player in this, and it's you know the first kind of more traditional social player, if you will, Facebook. I was actually a little bit surprised seeing how big of a gap between Facebook and YouTube, knowing that both these are, are giants in their kind of respective fields or shared industry. But you go from basically sitting around like 44 million in visibility for YouTube down to 14.5 for Facebook. So that one is just a huge, huge gap. I mean, that's larger than most websites out there, just the gap between these two. And then when you start to dig into like what's going on with Facebook's visibility, they definitely have given up quite a bit from a search presence. They went from about six months ago, kind of hovering around the 16 million mark, and then dropped down to 14 million, and then recovered about half of that. So in the overall kind of like summarizing lens of this, they had a loss, a pretty substantial loss during like that six month time frame was able to kind of regain some of that market share around the March time period, in particular in the second half after the algorithm went up, and then has been relatively stagnant since. So they had in the month of May, I would put them more on the losers list. But then when you look at them on this like larger lens, that's where you see a drop. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. 
You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So the takeaway here is that YouTube is significantly bigger than the other social players. Not a surprise. It's owned by Google. Also, people are creating content specifically for broadcast with YouTube as opposed to Facebook. There's a little bit more of a walled garden type approach where People don't necessarily want to share everything on their Facebook profiles, each individual page or, or image. We've also seen that Facebook over the the longer term has lost a significant amount of their visibility, roughly about a million points over the last six months. So there's a downward trend there. How does that compare to some of the other major social platforms? What about the, the Twitters and Instagrams of the world? Yeah, so Twitter, that one also was a little surprising to me in looking at it in relation to Facebook. It's clear from like a company, a company perspective that Twitter is in some ways kind of threatening Facebook, or at least it's it's chipping away in some places. But really, that same magnitude of gap between like a YouTube visibility presence to Facebook, you see that same kind of gap in looking at Twitter. So Twitter, you drop down to six, six and a half million where they've currently been sitting. You know, so compared to Facebook's 14.5, that's over double what the visibility is. And then when you look at how they've been trending, they've had like a couple, you know, kind of uh, blip moments where they've dipped down and jumped back up, but they've been basically kind of hovering around this, this six to seven million mark for over the last six months. And then when you go back even further, in a 12-month lens, you see that they lost basically 50% of their visibility. So back kind of last summer, they were almost up to, you know, right around kind of like the 12 million mark, and then had a few substantial hits, most notably around July 28th of 2018, where they lost 28% of their market share. That was continued by a few kind of decreases, and they're actually further down from where they were before. So although in the last couple months standpoint, they've been in this kind of constant position, or at least in a, in a stable position, they still have had such a traumatic loss of what their SEO visibility has been that there's this really drastic gap between them and Facebook from like a, a search presence. 
The other one that I think, you know, it's a little bit younger than some of these other sites. And when you look at kind of like Facebook, but Instagram, I also thought is an interesting one in this case. And the reason why is because they are surprisingly close to Twitter, where they're at about 4 million in comparison to Twitter's 6.5. And when you look at their kind of performance, the thing that you notice about them more than Facebook, who we talked about, had the drop. Twitter, who also had the drop. Instagram's been relatively stable. And they've had a couple moments that they've had these outlier drops, but then they've jumped back up the following week. So to me, that kind of reads as more of an adjustment from like the, the search standpoint or from the search engine standpoint. But then you just see this kind of little wins here and there, some movement but relatively stable given the overall like uh, space that they're operating in. I think the biggest takeaway here is that there's a pretty significant gap in terms of the overall size of the social platform in terms of their organic visibility. YouTube is a behemoth, gigantic. Facebook is a huge site, but also not even close to what YouTube is in terms of visibility. And then you get into this sort of third tier where you have Twitter, which is decreasing in terms of its overall visibility and Instagram slowly creeping up. How much of this do you think is actual content volume and how much of it is just the algorithm for Google evaluating the value of the pages? Yeah, I think there's there's some blends in that. So like pretty much all of these platforms are going to have and we've seen in the, in the in the course of probably the last year to two pretty good strong presence for like celebrity names and things like that. So if if you search like uh, LeBron James, you know, you're going to get a Twitter page for it. And so I think the areas that a lot of these players are overlapping on the kind of like public profiles, whether it's like brands, celebrity names, and individual brands, and things like that. So those kind of uh, flagship profile pages, if you will, is going to be areas that you're going to have consistency and competition. But then where you're going to get some additional opportunity and where you have someone like Instagram that isn't going to have the same content breadth that a Facebook or a Twitter would have where in those platforms, you actually have individual posts that will pop into, you know, search here and there, where the nature of Instagram's platform, you're not going to have quite the same breadth. So that's why that one kind of out of all of them, even though wasn't seeing the most movement caught my eye in knowing that from and not necessarily a business lens, but from like an SEO lens, they have arguably a disadvantage in the sense of not having the same magnitude of content in the form of written copy. Sure, like number of post pages, they could be in the same game, but they're not going to have the richness of content um, that you'll see from others in these other properties. And I think you run into the, a similar problem with Twitter where there's just a, a, you know, a cap on the characters for each tweet. So you're still getting large pages, but you're not necessarily going to get long posts. And I know that they've changed that a little recently by expanding the the size tweets can be and the number that you can have on a page. Yeah. And so, I mean, you are going to have that element. I think, you know, their, their strength is a lot around kind of like these profile pages that, that get a lot of traction and are shared around a lot. I think one of their top, if I remember correctly, one of their top keywords as far as within our database of what's driving traffic, I think was King James. 
so that's been a, a space that they've done quite well. And I think something else, you know, getting a little more granular, but something else that's worth noting is Twitter has had some pretty, when you look at their mobile visibility versus kind of like the desktop, pretty different. Like the way that a certain way that Google's kind of also kind of surfacing them and the way that they're putting them in the mobile space, you see some differences of how they're treating them on desktop. So I think that's kind of just an anecdotal, interesting kind of note of the mobile performance of these. And given kind of some of the nature of like the content on Twitter and just kind of like where time on site from like users. I think that's an interesting point too, how their mobile performance has had this like pretty drastic difference between their desktop performance. All right. Let's turn the page a little and talk about another form of entertainment. Talk to me about what's happening in the streaming and music space. Yes. Um, so yeah, this this one's probably one of my favorites. Not necessarily just like SEO related, but just kind of like personally on the music side. But um, Spotify... You know, it's it's a brand that everyone's very familiar with. They've been gaining a ton of traction in this space. And when you look at their SEO visibility, we're also seeing a similar trend. So if you, you know, keeping with the theme of today, looking at kind of the macro and then into the, the more recent lens, if you look at Spotify on a six-month window, they've had excellent performance. They've had overall growth and if you look at kind of the low that they've had over the last year which is right around you know a little bit less than a year ago so let's say mid July where they're sitting around like 500,000 and now they've been hovering around just below the 1 million mark so they've almost doubled their SEO visibility in that time frame and in particular to you know the topic of the session on a monthly lens they've had a few like pretty strong weeks as well the last two kind of not so much but you could go back basically 6 weeks prior to that where they had increases between you know 1% up to 10% gains just during that last 2 month window so Recently, Spotify definitely great traction moving up. When you look at them on a 12-month lens, at one time, they were actually really sitting around just around 1.2 million. And then they had just this substantial drop. Interesting enough to when they did have this drop, and we were seeing, you know, some weeks a 30% decrease, and then you know, having to dig themselves out of that hole. So they have gone from being 1.2, they're just under a million now. They've regained some of that market share last year and that drop was kind of in that March time frame. You know, so they're kind of as far as core algorithm updates, probably not on the winning side of 2018. Um, but as far as this year goes, the March 12th update didn't really phase them and really have had some solid performance over the last six months. How does that compare to iTunes? iTunes, yeah. So so iTunes definitely is the more mature kind of competitor in this space. And you see that same type of separation that you saw or we talked about in some of the other kind of industries. So the gap that you saw between like a YouTube and Facebook is pretty similar of what I would describe the gap here between the iTunes subdomain on Apple.com compared to Spotify. 
And, you know, sure, you're going to have, you know, some, it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison in the sense that you have some video, whether it's movies, TV shows, and the iTunes platform that you're not going to get in Spotify. But I would still view them as being kind of the, uh, the dominant player in this space. And as far as like direction of performance, they're going the opposite way is what we're seeing in Spotify iTunes subdomain has been on a decline since February of 2018, where they're sitting just under 6 million. And now today they're at like 3.6 million. So they've had a substantial decrease and really kind of trending in the opposite direction of what we see from Spotify. But still the big difference is that huge gap between the two. So let's talk winners and losers across the entire keeping yourself entertained landscape. Who do you see this month or over a longer period of time being the winner in ways to keep yourself entertained? Ways to keep yourself entertained. So this is by no means a ranking, which I think is the most entertaining. But as far as who I would have in the winners category, I would have first on starting in the news area, I would have CNN. And I'd also throw, even though it's not the same magnitude, but just, again, the consistency of it, I'd put U.S. News in that group as well. Then as far as the you know, online music space, Spotify is definitely in, in that winner range as well because we've seen some, some great growth there. And talk to me about who you think is, uh, is losing in the entertainment space. What's losing eyeballs and ear holes? So as far as the losers, I'd say the first one, New York Times on the medium publishing, going from being the, the dominant kind of giant in the industry to then giving up that market share and being neck and neck with CNN, as far as on the macro lens, would definitely have them kind of in that group. Guardian kind of also, you know, slipping down and as far as kind of like where they are and who they're equivalent to, might also have in the loser space. Social media platforms in general. So we're seeing, you know, that, that softening or kind of drops on the 12 year or 12 months, sorry, and timeframe for both Twitter and Facebook. And it's not necessarily growth, but I think it is in some forms still a strong performance of Instagram kind of staying in the running, not having some advantages from like an SEO perspective necessarily as some of their larger competitors do, but being kind of just Biden at the heels of Twitter for overall SEO visibility, I'd have uh, Instagram in there. Yeah, I think my takeaway from thinking about how you can keep yourself entertained is that YouTube is clearly the biggest winner to me just based on the sheer magnitude. I had no idea that their online visibility was so much different and so much larger than not only the other social players, but also significantly bigger than the media and publishing companies. I'd also throw out that Spotify is clearly heading in the right direction and becoming more of a competitor to the incumbent, which is Apple, and you know is gaining market share hand over fist. So those are some of my winners and losers. And uh, Tyson, any last words? Are there any other industries that we should talk about or rub up against uh, for this uh, thinking about how to keep yourself entertained episode of Winners and Losers? Yeah, I think um, I think that wraps us up for this month. You know, certainly check out. Some- oh, you're 
you're hedging. I thought you were going to talk about the porn industry, which we're going to cover in another episode. But Tyson, I won't make you say it. Oh, come on. I was, I was baited there. <laughs> we'll save that one. We'll save that one for the next episode. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into the adult industry and how, how big and visible that is uh, in another episode. But that wraps up this episode of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Search Metrics' Director of Services. If you'd like to learn more about Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could send him a tweet at Tyson underscore Stockton, T-Y-S-O-N underscore S-T-O-C-K-T-O-N. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon with more SEO predictions. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.